are we calling this? Grubs and Games? Games and Grub? Games and Grub. Best podcast on the planet. You guys are great. Friendship with the Games and Grub podcast. It's Games and Grub with your host, Brian Gallagher. Hey, we know Brian Gallagher. Gallagher has trained for months and months for this moment. Zach Passios. The Mr. Zachary Passios. Some are saying that he's rivaling the talents of Zachary Passios. And Aiden Hatton. Aiden is like Kyler Murray. I've coined him the Marquette Marvel because what can't he do? Live on Marquette Radio. That's right, live from the Market Radio Studios, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It is Radio's Restaurant, the Saloon of Sports Talk, from the diner booth to the radio booth. Games and Grub right here on MUR. We've got a great show coming up for you for the next 90 minutes or so. I'm Aiden Haddon alongside my one solo co-host today, Brian Gallagher. Dude, we're back. We, we are, are back. back. That's all I can say. We we're are back. back. We're back more than anyone else you've ever seen. Promise that they've be back. We are back after a long, 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 long winter break hiatus, which included another week that we had to take off and then another week we had to take off. So we are officially back. Games and Grub on MUR. It's Aiden and Brian, like we said. No Zach this morning because of uh, undisclosed reasons. No, 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 not undisclosed. Zach is being a Games and Grub sideline reporter currently at the Mayo Invitational where our roommates are competing in track and field. There you go. That's a good way to put it. Sideline reporter. And that's what we're going to call that today for Zach. So Aiden and Brian, we'll take you through (laughs) really a smorgasbord of stuff that we have not talked about for months now. So it's very exciting to come back to such a... First of all, great Marquette basketball team, which we'll lead off with in a few seconds. Tom Brady's retirement. The Super Bowl seems like the third wheel in terms of a topic list this morning, which is just crazy. We are officially, what, eight days away now from Super Bowl 56 in L.A. We've got a bunch more to talk about. Anthony Edwards, our favorite soundbite here on Games and Grub is back, and much, much more. So if you want to call in and join us at 414-288-7091, you can do so. That's 414-288-7091. And you can get us on Twitter and Instagram, both at GrubMUR. That's G-R-U-B-M-U-R. We're hopefully expecting some fun callers to join us. Okay, Brian, let's start with the best food we had this week, and we had to jog our minds but we're going to take you back to last sunday it's technically still within the week right yeah, w- within the week since it, since games and grub is a saturday a saturday episode as long as it happens either after that episode would be on saturday until this week we can choose that meal as our food best food of the week um and for us it was a no-brainer it was a no-brainer that had to be remembered uh we went skiing last uh, Sunday. Aiden. Aiden wanted to try out some Olympic sports with the Winter Olympics coming up in Beijing. <laughs> That's right. Um, so we took him skiing. Uh, we went skiing up in uh, Wausau, Wisconsin at Granite Peak, our, probably our favorite area in Wisconsin. And we had spotted this place out from the first time we had been there. They have a Texas roadhouse. And now the first time we went there, it was uh, it was kind of like before all the vaccines and all that came out. And... 
the Texas Roadhouse parking lot was packed. And like you could tell that there were just thousands of people in there. It was ridiculous. And we were like, wow, that looks like a party. But we didn't go there that time. Uh, and then we saw it again the second time we went, and we still didn't go. But we made a vow that the last time, that the next time we would go to Wausau, Wisconsin, we would stop in Texas Roadhouse for dinner. Now, had you ever had Texas Roadhouse before? Have not. Neither had I. Um, so we we get there, and first of all, the restaurant is huge. The parking lot is huge. And, like, from the second you walk in, you can tell, like, this is going to be a different type of meal. They're, they're, they're just feeding you the, their rolls, all you can eat, before, oh. before your food gets there. What do they put in those rolls? Like, what, what <laughs> kind of drug is that? Because I could sit down and eat as many of those as I could. As many of those as I physically could, I could sit down and eat and just, like, be happy as a clam so i'd say yeah the best food i had was texas roadhouse i you know i got some ribs uh got some chili on the side uh yeah you know it was a good solid texas meal how about you we have to do a, a collective for for texas roadhouse i'm also going to say texas roadhouse because it was so memorable and the brand itself was caught so much on our radar radar after that trip to wausau wisconsin and Side note, if you know where Wausau, Wisconsin is, you get a free Games and Grub sticker. But my steak that I had, onions and mushrooms on top, absolutely perfect to die for. Maybe not quite to die for, but it, we had a we had an interesting waitress there. That was part of the experience. We had uh, the NFL games going on at that point. And again, we'll talk about the Super Bowl later. But it was just an all-around. Yeah, I... I was convinced our waitress had never seen somebody from Massachusetts. She checked Aiden's ID when he went to get his drink, and Ugh. and she I think she thought it was a fake ID. And he, and it's I I don't know if she'd ever been outside of Wisconsin, met anybody from outside of Wisconsin. I think it was just a cultural awakening for her. A cultural awakening is a great way to put it. And our first caller is joining us right now. Caller, have you ever been to Texas Roadhouse before? Oh, I've been to Texas Roadhouse, man, and I'll tell you those rolls. Those rolls are something else. Is this games and grub? Grubs and game? What is this? We're doing grubs and game right now because we're starting with food. Grubs and game. So best food I had this week. Uh, actually, my cousin's currently in uh, Notre Dame dining hall, about to bring out three bagels. So no. we're looking forward to those this morning. <laughs> I'm uh, down in South Bend, reporting live from the Mayo Invitational. We just saw this morning, Kendall Frimmer. Molly Evans and Lizzie Cagle compete. How'd and then the do? man comes out with uh, unbelievable 3K time. I believe seventh in school history, which is just great Woo! to hear, great to see. Dan wow. the man. Dan the man. Oh, Dan. I didn't even say, I heard I, I, I saw I saw Greg PR too. Uh, pretty exciting stuff. How do, how do the girls yep. do? Yeah, the girls did well. Uh, everyone competed, which is always a good thing, especially in this era of COVID. You never know if you can get out there and just work hard put in the work and and they all got out there and competed well kendall did very well uh, i believe very close to our pr if not a pr um and then lizzie did okay in the hammer and better in the shot this morning wow we're getting uh we're getting sideline reporter pc pasios this morning i love it so zach uh just expound more on texas roadhouse because we were just talking about it and it was just a, a real mystique of an american experience yeah, I don't, I don't know what it was, whether it was just the atmosphere or those roles. I think a mixture of both kind of just had me shook. Uh, 
you, you look at the place on the outside and you wonder why that parking lot's full. It's a, it's a common <laughs> question when you go to somewhere and it's full. You're like, I got to get in that place. Why am I not there? We finally go, and I understand why. Like, the instant I step in the door, they give you those rolls. She asks every five minutes. I couldn't tell you what it is. I think it's just magic. Let, let's talk about the waitress, too, because, and obviously without revealing much, but it was it was such a weird, unique experience, as Brian just kind of shed light on it. As we were ordering drinks and had to give our IDs, yes, we don't look like we're 30 and up. We give our Massachusetts ID. I give my Massachusetts ID, and she looks at it like it's foreign. And she had never seen someone from Massachusetts before. Is that just because we're in the sticks? Yeah, you know, so many people hating on Massachusetts out here in the Midwest. I I don't understand it. The waitress, definitely a weird circumstance. Uh, She came at us very strong with the rules. And I, sure. is it customary for them to ask every five minutes if we want rolls? If it is, I love it. But I, I think that it was is. an interesting experience. You know how you go to Ch- you go to Chick Fil A and it's always uh, oh my pleasure, my pleasure. Yes. Texas Roadhouse's thing is oh it's just my pleasure to give you rolls every five minutes. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the record that we googled? At our table, there yeah, was so so people will eat these rolls and they'll, they'll go with a group of five, six guys, and they try to finish as many baskets of four to five rolls as they can. And some people get close to thirty. I think I think the the record was like twenty eight baskets. Yeah, which, which means ninety five rolls. There, right? There's got to be a wall that you hit that it like starts getting harder. <laughs> but I couldn't see that wall hitting before fifteen baskets in a group of five people. I I mean. Zach, wouldn't you agree? You could have just kept eating those rolls. You know what? I think I could have. I think I could have just kept going and going. Uh, no problems. I think we could have, the four, the three of us, what, ten each, easy? And then the next ten would be a little bit more difficult? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Zach. So we, we're, you're obviously an honored member of Games and Grub. Not here in the studio today, but you can kind of sense what our topic list will be. Marquette basketball, Tom Brady, Anthony Edwards, uh, the Super Bowl. Any hot takes you have on your mind? Obviously not in the studio today. You know what? Marquette basketball is up there in the Big East right now, and, and people aren't giving Providence the credit they deserve by it also. I mean, it's just it's crazy to see the analytics come out with Providence being the luckiest team of the Big East, yada, yada, yada. Mm. They, they beat up. I mean, they took Marquette to town in their home dunk arena. Uh, Dude, they won by two. They won by two points. Marquette took hey, Providence. They, to Nate town. Watson made a statement. All right, Nate Watson made a statement down low. That kind of play, that kind of team, I wouldn't want to see him in March, and I wouldn't want to see many other Big East teams in March, including Villanova, which Providence has yet to face this season. So I'm looking forward to seeing them go head to head two times. Boys, it's been a pleasure. Have a great show. All right. All we'll right. See you in a little bit Thank here. Thank you so much, Zach. Have fun in South Bend. There he goes. Zach Passios, our beloved co-host. Wow, he sounded very very negative, kind of about the Big East. Oh, excuse me, about Marquette. He's looking at every other team in the Big East besides Marquette. What is that? He just goes away with Nate, Wat- uh, Nate Watson takes. Yeah, a Nate Watson dunk from like two weeks ago. Okay. <laughs> but should we dive into <laughs> Marquette fa- basketball? Is yes. It, is it about that time? I think it's about that time. All right. Well, since since we've last talked with you, uh, our listeners, Marquette basketball has gone on quite the month of January. Um, just win after win after win after win after win after win. What Do we win eight in a row? And then we lost. Seven in a row. Seven in a row lost. 
So eight and one in the last nine games. Yeah, so we've won eight of the last nine. It's been pretty exciting. You know, we've won some. We've won some home games where the where we've gotten Pfizer rocking. Uh, see Wednesday night. We're gonna nine, play. Nine we're gonna play a clip from Wednesday. Uh, we've gone into people's stadiums and beaten them there at Seton Hall. Uh, we we like, we just talked about it at the dunk. Had a tough game against Providence, but we fought hard. Uh, we went to the Finneran Pavilion. That's the biggest one. Took the W and left. <laughs> Took the W and left. Gave them the L. And then they came here. They wear their black jerseys. They send the prayer out to Dickie V before the game. We're terrified. I thought I thought Villanova <laughs> was going to come back into Pfizer and take their W right back, split the season 1-1, and that's not what happened. That is not what happened. What happened was is we went out, we fought. They came back a little bit. We just kept fighting. <laughs> came away with the W, and it was maybe – I think that game against Villanova might have been one of the most enjoyable games of our time at Marquette. That game from Villanova, we're going to play you a clip right now from the radio call of John Leuzzi and myself, and this is how it sounded from the arena. Brian just mentioned how electric the students were. You could not have some some arenas in the Big East you can hear a pin drop. Pfizer Forum, you certainly cannot. This was the turning play of the game. Blocked by Morcel, picked up by Omax. Justin Lewis from three. Yeah! He fires it. And that causes Jay Wright to call a timeout. Hold me back, Aiden. Hold me back. The play of the night was the Daryl Morcel turnover to Justin Lewis three. The video from Marquette Athletics now has almost 10,000 views up to this point. And it's just a thing of beauty in basketball. So we're going to get you that audio coming up here real soon. But as far as that, Justin Lewis, since we have left Marquette and come back for break, Justin Lewis has turned into the best player in the Big East. Best player in college basketball. Like like near the, near the best player in college basketball. He is averaging basically 20 points and 10 rebounds a game. He gets blocks. He gets like obviously he gets rebounds. He plays good on both ends of the floor. He makes the shots when we need him to make shots too. And it I think that's anybody can make like a random, you know, first first half bucket or two, get <laughs> get to 10 points in the first half, but when you're scoring, you know, 10 points in each half and you're making big buckets down the stretch, that's when I'm really going to, you know, recognize how well you're playing. But I I want to go back to just kind of the reason why that game against Villanova at Pfizer Forum earlier this week. Um, why I, I just think it was such a statement game. First of all, nobody sweeps Villanova. It ha- it's oh, happened nobody. like three times in the past ten years. So nobody sweeps Villanova, one. Two, it didn't seem like there was anything that was like like when we played Providence the first time, uh, Reeves wasn't playing. Right. But when we played Villanova, both teams were fully healthy. It didn't seem like there was anything. Like It's not like they were coming off a back-to-back. It seemed like a, just a pretty normal Big East weeknight matchup. Yeah, it was a 9 p.m. tip. Yeah, obviously we had the home court, but half your games you're not going to have the home court. It seemed like in most prior years that's a game that Villanova would win 9 out of 10 times. If we play them ten times, they might, might win nine. Might win nine. Not tonight. Not, Not this tonight. game. Um, but no, I'm 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 just really happy for the team. I'm really happy for the school. You know, imagine being a freshman right now. Oh my goodness. Because it it was exciting times in uh, Marquette basketball when we were a freshman. We had the Housers. 
We had Marcus. We had Takar Anum. We had Theo John. We had Wojo. Wojo was a he was a pretty big celeb on campus back then. Oh yeah, he would buy buy lunch for the AMU, buy the buy the AMU out. But that transitions into the next part of this. Shaka Smart has become much more of a celebrity than we saw Wojo ever be in our four years. And obviously that was because we joined Marquette in the latter half of Wojo's era where the tournament wins were few and far between, aka zero. And Shaka Smart has turned this program around. And I think we talk about national recognition for Justin Lewis. I think Shaka Smart right now, in terms of coaches of the year in the country, he has to be on top for potential NCAA well, here, Division One. Here's the year. thing: you, you would think that, right? Because he's having this incredible year, and and I think that too. But what some people will come back at, which come back at you with, they'll say Ed Cooley, which and then and then you think yeah. about it, and you're like, okay, well that's hard to argue. So Shaka Smart's not even the best case for the coach of the year in the Big East. But it also seems like he might be the best case in the nation. So it could, That's interesting. could those coaches go Big East national? You know what I mean? Could, you, could the Big East sweep that right there? You are you are right about the Cooley thing because obviously he's been at Providence for much much longer, and they're look right now they're the best team in the Big East. I'm not gonna sit here and say Marquette's the best team in the Big East. Can't say Villanova's the best team in the Big East. I think Providence is the best team in the Big East, and. For Ed Cooley, he's having this run, obviously, where almost left Providence a couple years ago. Seems like they're in the tournament every year. As much as we bust Uncle Chris's chops, and I'm sure he's listening, and he's going to call in right after we say this, Ed Cooley is a great coach. As far as coming in for the first year of your program, we see this in the NFL. Sometimes we see this in a lot of pro sports. Coach of the year doesn't necessarily translate to having the best record in a certain league or in a certain conference but that's why I think the turnaround it's kind of like the most improved player award he has turned this program around from potentially not being picked ninth in the Big East preseason to being third right now and sitting at a potential NCAA tournament bid with the most AP top 25 wins in the country for any program let alone for a guy who's in the first year of the program with with a team that is what do we got to say? At least 60% first-year guys. It's unbelievable. It, it, it really is. So if you got a comment about Marquette basketball, join us at 414-288-7091. Again, that's 414-288-7091. We're going to talk about it all morning. We talked about the recap in terms of what you saw from this team in winter break, but also what we're going to look at towards the future of the team, which we're going to do at the end of the show. Excuse me, we're, we're at the top of the hour. So again, join us also on social media as well at GrubMUR. That's G-R-U-B-M-U-R. Any, what else did you see, Brian, from the team kind of up to this point? Because I know we'll get to the well, so thing later. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll follow that up with a question for you. Uh, I think one of the best parts about college basketball is anything can surprise you. Um, at any player that you're not expecting could come out and just ball out. Uh, it, it happens much more in college basketball than it does in the pros, obviously. Uh, so who on Marquette's team has been the biggest surprise to you this year? Oso Iguodaro. Oso. It has to be. Because we didn't see him last year. We, you, we didn't. We didn't. I thought he was going to be like like the most unathletic, like 
just you stick him in the post. He <laughs> hoped he was going to get bigger and like see if he can just do like a little bit. Dude, he's everywhere on the court. He is everywhere. For a guy that has near mastered the pick and roll, that has been his game, whether it's Tyler Kolek running the point, Marcel, Oso Iguodaro has been most effective on the offensive side of the ball and also rebounding because we know that Marquette doesn't necessarily rebound well. That's something that they've struggled with all year. But Oso Iguodaro has certainly been an anchor for that. But most of all, like I said, in that pick-and-roll game, Stevie Mitchell in the limited minutes that he's getting right now in terms of your your Other than Oso, the biggest surprise for me up until this point of the season, and uh, he might even be a bigger surprise than Oso just because of what we've seen from him, him in the past, Greg Elliott. Yeah. You know, we've seen just pretty mediocre play from him. Uh, I've always thought that if he had more minutes and if he could stay healthier, he would have he would have been a rotation guy. But he's out there. He makes big shots. He makes big plays. He passes the ball. He, he I feel like he's he realizes this is his last year of playing, and he got this new coach in Shaka, and he just wants to fit the system. He wants to play his best basketball, and I think it's working. And I think he's going to be a big player come uh, come. Big East tournament, and hopefully, uh, hopefully that big tournament in March too. So, oh boy! And we've talked about our potential plans to join the fans down in New York for Big East down there in New York. But yeah, you said so much about Greg Elliott. If you're still keeping track at home, he's still above fifty percent from three this year, which is just a ridiculous statistic and he has definitely gained the trust of coach smart snaff and do you remember at the beginning of the season he was suspended for a game four games four yeah for 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 like detrimental conduct towards the team conduct detrimental a little birdie told us that something to do with drug tests didn't hear that from us obviously but (laughs) the slew of new teammates that he has have he's quickly gained the trust of not only coach smart staff but also them so huge credit to Greg Elliott in his 11th season in college basketball and during 12 pretty soon no just kidding but like you said this is going to be his final year and he has just shown out for Marquette in ways that we uh, we haven't seen before. Another guy, obviously in terms of improvement, like the the question you posed, like we said, Justin Lewis, his progression from year one to year two. And then one of the fan favorites on the team besides Shaka, Cam Jones. The Ooh, guy. Cam Stones Jones. Cam Stones Jones. Wham, bam, thank you, Cam. Cam Stones, no fear. Dude, he is fearless. He goes out there. He's not a big guy. I had a class with him. I've, I've stood next to him. He's smaller than I am. You had a class with him? Yeah, yeah, huh. coaching, coaching team sports. Okay. Um, so he's not like a huge guy. I mean, I when I saw him, I was like, I don't think this kid's going to play that much. And, dude, he goes out there. You would think he's six foot eight. 250 pounds like LeBron James with the way he plays out there. He he just he plays like nothing can stop him and that's why he's so good. He he makes big shots. He makes huge shots. Huge. And and the thing is like I feel like no matter how good he gets, like I don't think he's probably not an NBA player. So he's not like he's going to get too good to go to the NBA like that. Right. Like like that's what we're afraid about for Justin Lewis. Oh yeah. He could very well, if he keeps playing the way he's playing right now, he could be in the NBA in a year. So it's, and and as happy as you are for those players, you also, like, what if we had a four-year team? What if we had <laughs> a team of players that were all here for three to four years? I mean, we would be, 
we'd be a powerhouse. Especially because this team is so young. That's why we. That's why we dream about that. So, Cam Jones, the the late Sam Jones would be happy with Cam Jones, a real floor general, and a just a dead eye shooter. So, those are the guys we're looking at, and we'll get to Marquette basketball later on in the day as well. So, again, call us up four one four two eight eight seven zero nine one. Again, four one four two eight eight seven zero nine one. And on Twitter and Instagram, at GrubMUR. We're having some audio issues right now in terms of playing back that sound I promised for you. So we will get that hopefully working later on the show. But the show must go on. And the show must go on. Are you, are you ready for this next this next part right here? Whew. I think we are. It was you your did, idea. You didn't want to lead off with it. You did not want to lead with, off with it. I get it. You're emotional still. Oh, you're talking about the... You're, you're emotional. You're still sad. I get it. He was, uh, he's been a big part of your life, but he's still here with us. He's just not playing football yeah. anymore. You know who we're talking about? Tom Brady. Hello, Mr. Kraft. I'm the best I'm the best <laughs> draft pick you've ever had. So, we in terms of being radio producers, we have put together Brian's initial idea, putting together what I think is the most creative way that we can describe Tom Brady's retirement, which is, do you want to go into your idea? That yeah, so basically the Twitter exploded, the internet exploded when Tom Brady retired. And you, you get you get kind of a, a, a tree, different branches of like tweets. And and they're, they're just all a bunch of cliches. They're all the same thing, but people say it differently and they, y- you know what I mean. Like everybody's tweeting the same thing. Oh yeah, but they're wrapping it in different gift gift paper. So, let's 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 dive into it. The top five tweets for Tom Brady's retirement cliche edition. The best of Twitter this week. It's Games and Grubs top five tweets. So my my first one is any tweet that is that says Tom Brady has three Hall of Fame careers in one. <laughs> now I get it. This is a totally, totally acceptable, uh, acceptable argument. He did have three Hall of Fame careers in one, but we've heard yeah. it, we've heard it before. We've seen it before. Come up with something new. We have caller online. Someone else who we've heard about and seen before is on the air right now. Caller, you're on the air. We got a lot to talk about, boys. We got a hey. lot to talk about. <laughs> Uncle Chris is back. Uncle Chris, how, how are you doing? doing? How are we doing? I'm on uh, 95 North, about to cross into Rhode Island, so I thought this was a good time <laughs> to uh, give you a call, you know? We appreciate especially it. After especially as, you know, Zach's take on Marquette basketball involved Nate Watson, so... That's how much Providence is on your mind, boys. That's how much Providence is on your mind. That's in his mind. Like I said, we had to bash him. As he's, he's he's not in the studio today. We're not associating with Zach. <laughs> he hung up, and then we bashed his Nate Watson take. Go ahead. Yeah, that was a Nate. Uh, by the way, you should actually go back. I don't know if you've seen it, but if you go back and watch the that play, right before he gets the rebound, who's the guy... Um, Who's the guy with the last name K, the big, the big tall guy? Quaith, Kirk Quaith. For you guys, Quaith, he, Watson takes him and basically throws him to the ground. It's such a foul <laughs> that what the refs obviously were all looking at the ball, but you should go back and look at it and look at right as the ball like goes up, literally Watson pulls Quaith, like 
pulls him from behind and knocks him, pulls him to the ground to get himself in position to get that rebound. It's really amazing. <laughs> we don't need to put so, more salt anyway. in a potential wound. One on one, one and one this year between Marquette and Providence. Just so if you're keeping track at home. Season series over four years, exactly even. Even has, has it been one and one each the year too? <laughs> it's been yes. one one each the year. Uh, no, one year was two and zero oh, to the Big East tournament. I believe the last. Yeah, that, well, I know for over. I think over four years, the pizza bet is exactly even. <laughs> I want to say freshman year, Marquette was two and zero. Oh. Sophomore year, I think it was a split. Junior year was zero oh and two, and then this year is one and one. Right, I think you're right. I think you're right. Listen, Mark. Listen, Marquette. Marquette turned the corner when they blew us out in five serve, right? By, by like thirty. That was. I it. mean, that was really the change. That was the change. That was the time you guys changed, and all, you found an identity. That was the beginning of the streak. And Justin Lewis has probably been the best player in the Big East since that time. I don't think you could argue. I mean, I don't know who else has played better. That guy's tough. He's really tough. That's the the thing with him is it's his size and his ability to like move and and shoot. I mean, he kind of he's he can kind of operate, you know, three-point range, mid-range or in the post and it's uh yeah, he's a defense, he's, to, he's, he's really a matchup, hard to guard. matchup nightmare. So, wouldn't want to be really Providence is. in the and, tournament. You know, <laughs> no, I mean, we've been, you know, we there's a lot of uh there's a lot of discussion amongst the Providence alum that I'm on text strings with that we're not getting and we're getting a lot of uh, a lot in the in the analytics. We're not really getting a lot of love because people say we've been lucky. <laughs> and you know, in the Ken in the Ken Palm uh, rating, we're rated like 48th in the country. And one of the reasons is the luck the luck factor is we are six and zero in games decided by five points or less. And basically, the the rating is that that shouldn't happen. You should mean revert. So I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Wait, right? so you don't you don't agree you're, with this? I I would you're call six and zero. You're six and zero. I'd that call, means you're really good in close games. <laughs> I, some some could argue that it just means you're really lucky too. So I, I'm not going to okay, argue well, with the numbers shoot, on this one. <laughs> when you shoot like 80 percent from the free throw line down the stretch of games, guess what? You win close games, right? You know who's the biggest you know, defender? You, of, have, you know who's the biggest defender of Ken Palm? Zach. I wish he was definitely here to defend Mr. Ken Pomeroy. Ken Pomeroy put that thing together in 2012. The guy never played ball in his life. He teaches astrophysics or something like that <laughs> at some random school out west, so like University of Utah. You know, like so. When I'm sorry, but when you're six and zero in close games, that just means you're really good in close games. You're making good decisions. You have a team that's got mostly seniors, right? You have a good coach, and you got guys that can shoot free throws. Do that is the, that's the polar opposite. No, you're right. That's the polar opposite between Marquette and Providence in terms of what we talked about just earlier. Brian is age because Providence, their starting fives average age is higher than the, I believe it's the Charlotte Hornets or an NBA teams. The Oklahoma City Oklahoma City Thunder starting five average age is less than Providence. Wow. I, I believe yeah. there's so many young So it's guys all seniors, like yeah. you said, Coach Cooley, yeah. and a team that can shoot free throws well. All right, so in terms of the Big East, we've, we've watched up to this point. What are you looking at in the future? You're driving up 
to Uncle's Weekend Providence. No basketball today, but for so uh, excuse me, not ho soccer, hockey game. Anyway, the hockey future. Game. Yep, hockey game. The future for Pro the future for Providence, the future of the Big East going into New York. What do you see? Oh man, it's gonna be. Uh it's going to be tough. I was not. I was not impressed with um, Xavier as much as I thought I would be when we played them. So I don't know. And they usually don't play that good. In uh, they usually don't play that well in uh, in MSG. I think Seton Hall is always tough in MSG. They are always good. They are always ready to play in that tournament. So they're going to be a tough out. Villanova always plays well. I mean, the, I think it should be, you know, Providence, Nova, Marquette, and Seton Hall as the as the semifinal. I don't see um, St. John's. We just played St. John's. They are the dumbest team in America, <laughs> and it's not even close. We, we, it's we, not we, even close. We actually have Marquette played, has not even played them. Yet. Yeah, so that'll be that'll be interesting to see. Hopefully, our defense can just uh, yeah, that can highlight that stupidness. Right after <laughs> they have they have good players. Posh. Josh Alexander went off for like 29 against us. Um, Champagny was a little hurt, but they make the dumbest mistakes at the worst time. <laughs> it's consistent. I've seen it for the last couple of years. Anderson is not, um, I don't think he's the greatest coach in the world, so I don't see them doing anything. Um, and the rest of the league is just, I don't know, I don't think they're, there seems to be a drop-off after like the top four, you know, maybe five if you include Xavier. After that, the, the league kind of drops off you know, quite a bit. So I think that it'll be really competitive with the top, you know, four or so. I just don't see any team that's out there that's going to pull off a really big upset. And really, like, like if Xavier were to beat Villanova, would you consider that a, a huge upset? Not the way the Big East has been this year. No. It's really been back and forth, right, with the exception of the Providence Friars being 9-1. and one. So, um, but, you know, we have, we have two tough games. Are two easy, relatively easy games. We got Georgetown tomorrow. We got DePaul the following weekend. But then we have Nova twice, Creighton once, and Xavier one more time. So we'll see down the stretch. We're going to be in uh, some pretty tough games. Yes, as Big East fans, Providence has not even played Villanova yet, which you mentioned, Brian. Yeah, uh, yeah, they got the, they have two, two more times, and Nova's always going to be good. But you know, I think we have. Our team is a little bit different, so I don't know. I mean, it, the Big East is always a little bit of a wild card, but I'd be I'd be surprised if those four teams—Providence, Villanova, Seton Hall, Marquette—I'd I, be surprised if that wasn't the semifinal. And then from there, who knows? I mean, I I don't know who I'd want to play. I wouldn't want to play Seton Hall. I wouldn't want to play you guys, and I wouldn't want to play Villanova. <laughs> so it all depends. You don't want to play usually, anybody. Usually. Uh, no, can't they just give us the, the if we win it, can't we just like go to the NCAAs and be done? Do we have <laughs> but it's gonna make for a fun tournament and I'm looking forward to it. I've missed it I've missed it last year and you know, it's always the the Big East tournament's like no experience, you know, it's the best tournament at the best arena and the best city, so it's gonna be a lot of fun. Electricity. Yeah, a little a little birdie in the shape of a golden eagle may tell you that we may see you there. Okay. Well, if you do, we'll uh, we'll have to uh, you know recreate what we did when what was it? We were freshmen here when you came into New York. Yeah, yeah, we, we were we freshmen, we're young pups, young pups. That's right. That's now you guys are seasoned vets. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now Brian and Zach have met Uncle Chris before and know know the know the way of the know the way of the land. Exactly. 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 Well, right. listen, guys, you have a good rest of the show. 
Um, I'll send you some pictures for Uncle's Weekend. It's a, uh, we got a couple uh, special guest cousins coming as well. So um, it seems like every year this thing expands a little bit. So uh, it should be a good time. PC Hockey, number 17 in the country too. So, you know, that, that bodes well for us tonight. Well, God didn't want me at Providence last weekend because of the snow. So that was, that was a missed opportunity. But uh, that's right. Say hi to everybody for me. <laughs> I will. Oh, by the way, Aiden, just real quick, I don't know if you know this, but I texted your dad and your sister after the game, and I said, you know, what? Uh, which school is she leaning towards now? Is she leaning towards PC or is she leaning towards Marquette? And she said neither because the game, watching the games are too stressful. Wow. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hear that part. I'm sure, you didn't hear I'm, that sure part. Dad, I'm sure dad's listening right now. We'll give a, we'll give a correction on that. But, yeah, the, the goal, the goal said, is a warm school, Uncle Chris. So. Warm school. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, I mean, she should be able to handle the stress a little better than that. I mean, you know, mm. just saying. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you guys enjoy, all right? Uh, you safe too, travels. Uncle Chris. Yeah, safe travels. See you guys. There he goes, Uncle Chris. Always, uh, always refreshing. Big East, uh, yeah. Big you East see, personality. You hear the wind blowing from his car in the back as he's driving. Dude, I'd love to hear Uncle Chris on a Twitter Spaces with John Fanta. Oh yeah, he. I feel like he wouldn't be able to. He's definitely a huge he Twitter guy. I'm not. I'm sure I don't why think he he'd be able joined. to wait for his turn, listening to all the other people go through their questions. Manage and that. Yeah, you did, that's true. Patience is part of it. That is. Uh, that's a huge part. Of the Twitter Spaces, which you're a big fan of, right, John Fanta? Yeah, I, I late at night on a Twitter Space. Yeah, very late at well, night. Well, it's fun for like you finish the Big East game, the last game of the night, and then you hop on Twitter and you you go to this live chat room where you're with John Fanta talking about the Big East basketball. Um, it's very it's very refreshing. So we uh, we started our top five TV yes. twelve tweets. So the the first one was the three <laughs> Hall of Fame careers in one. Okay. <laughs> Like, we get it. We've seen it before. I don't need to see it again. Okay, I get it. He was really good for a really, really long time. The second type of top five tweets for Tom Brady and his retirement. Now, these ones are just hilarious. It's when you see him in a jersey that is half Patriots, half Buccaneers. <laughs> now, Aiden has a very special uh, opinion towards these. Why don't, you, why don't you let the fans know what you think oh. about those types of You're talking about the, the word that I used the other day yes. at lunch? I used the word distasteful, which apparently has become a buzzword now for this because it's distasteful to put Tom Brady in a half Buccaneers, half Patriots jersey. Why? Because he spent 20 years in, in New England and two years in Tampa Bay. Simple math. Let's have equal representation here, people. It's simple math. But listen, this is top five tweets. This is not the place for a Patriot fan to inject his feelings into this radio segment. Because we're talking about tweets and tweets only. But even if you're not a Patriot fan, this is why the tweet makes this top five tweets list. Because... Those half jerseys, I think everyone can realize with simple math and simple facts that he played 20 years in New England and only two in Tampa Bay. Next. The next one. I mean, we can't be surprised. He is 44. <laughs> and and uh, respect to him. He retired on his own terms. The amount of times I've seen that, like two statements, the can't be surprised, he is 44, and he retired on his own terms, like... I've seen that packaged up and rewrapped a hundred different times over the past week. Okay, people, let's be let's be original here. 
All right, the next one. He didn't even mention the Patriots. So as as you may or may not know, Tom Brady had this long. He had like several screenshots of like his notes, thanking thanking everybody. I mean, I mean, he he was thanking his friends, his family, God, uh, the Buccaneers, the city of. The city of Tampa and the city of St. Petersburg. <laughs> I mean, he, he's thanking Alex Guerrero. He's thanking Gronk. He's thanking everybody. But he's not thanking the Patriots in this. Now, everybody got all up in arms about this. Oh, my God. Like, how did he not mention the Patriots? Like, what? Like, what's going on here? He didn't retire from the Patriots. He retired from football, and he retired from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He already did his whole Patriots thing. He already thanked them. And I'm sure that there will be more to come. Um... But yes, that I, the tweets about how he didn't mention the Patriots, seen it, <laughs> seen it, and I actually agree with you, because even as a fan, this is where actually, to defend me actually as a Patriot fan, this one I can inject my feelings into. As a fan, I was not offended. I realized that he did this, like you said, when he left New England penned the same essay maybe more words honestly than what he did for tampa this past week on tuesday so i was not offended but like you said mentioning the patriots a slight of course espn is going to pick that up and it's just a disaster all right the final tweet of the tom brady retirement tweets that that you will see if you go on twitter you are in the tom brady twitter areas twitter sphere it is sad that he retired, but, 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 <laughs> the league is in such good hands. <laughs> the amount of times I've heard the league is in good hands, yes, we get it. There's always new quarterbacks coming in. We got Josh Allen, we got Patrick Mahomes, we got Joey B, we got uh, Justin, Justin Herbert. Herbert. I mean, oh, and they're all in the AFC Mac too. Jones. Yeah, Mac Jones. Uh, we can leave him <laughs> off the list, but. It, I mean, yeah, it's it's horrible. Tom Brady retired. Oh, He's 44 years old. You know, it's super sad. But, 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 the league is in good hands. And one of those hands the league is in is Joe Burrow. Oh. Let's, let's, should we talk about the Super Bowl? Yeah, that's a great transition. Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, the Cincinnati Bengals have made the Super Bowl. I didn't think that was going to happen. The, Vi- the Vikings played them week one. This is not 1984. You're listening to Games and Grub. We were not alive in 1984, not even close. Dude, the Vikings took the Bengals to overtime in week one. I think that means <laughs> that we are just as good as they are. In, in, in some ways, you, you can slice it up that way. What are we thinking about the Super Bowl, though? We got Los Angeles Rams versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Home field for the Rams. It's at their field. That's never happened before. It almost happened in Minnesota. Uh, almost when we hosted Minnesota. when we hosted the Super Bowl. Uh, Tampa last year, actually. Was it in Tampa yes. last year? Raymond no. James. I thought it was in Miami. No, last year was in Tampa. Bucks broke that broke broke that streak. What? So now it's two in a row. Two in a row. <laughs> no, it had never happened before, and now it's back to back years. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So <laughs> the Rams, like you said, back at SoFi. Rams uh, are favored by. I believe four and a half last time I checked, and it's going to be quite the game because one thing one thing that I want to at least I haven't thought much about the X's nose because we have a whole more another week of the media talking about it for us is in terms of units the Bengals offense against that Rams D and offic- and especially in the trenches because Joe Burrow 
has gotten sacked like you read about, especially in that Titans game, nine times, and they still won the damn game. So I feel like we can't just be boy who cried Joe Burrow gets sacked all the time, but this Rams D is really good with Aaron Donald and Von Miller. And and I've, I've, I've heard it put this way before. You have a guy like Aaron Donald. You have a guy like Von Miller. What do you tell those guys when you need a game out of them? I want you to go run through the person in front of you <laughs> and tackle people. I want you to go F S up. F S U. Yeah, F S U. Okay. F S U Friday. That, that's what they are told to do, and that's what those guys love to do. They love oh, to yeah. just get in there, get dirty, get mean, get some hits in. So you tell them they have one game left, and they're the difference makers in that game. That's that's scary. Uh it's terrifying having Aaron Donald. I mean, he's basically an alien. He's been the defensive player of the year for the past like four freaking years. Best I mean, player in the league, maybe. Yeah, maybe the best. Some people are even calling him the best defensive player of all time nowadays. But, shout out to shout out to TJ Watt, tied Strahan's sack record this year. A lot of guys are going for that crown. Anyway, back to the Super Bowl. But Joe Burrow, no moment is too big for him. That's why this game is so hard to predict because it's like, how are you going to pick against the Bengals? You can't. You can't. People have been doing it for three weeks. And each week, they've been wrong. I mean, I think everybody thought that the Chiefs were going to steamroll them, especially after it's, the Chiefs oh played goodness. Buffalo. What? But what, what's your uh, philosophy on big games and the f- game following a big game? Oh, I'm always, oh, man, that's a great, you're going to bring me back to my words. In the NFL this year, I've kind of followed a pattern where a lot of teams, and maybe this is just early, earlier on in the season, but I think it's a good trend. Playing in big games, there's always a letdown the next week. And you may not lose it, but it's more of an interesting game than you think. And it definitely did feel like that uh, Buffalo-Kansas City game that was so crazy, the 13 seconds, then going into overtime, and and all the drama that happened there. It did kind of feel like that was both the Bills and the Chiefs Super Bowl in a way. Right. It was like it was the The winner that was going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, the Super Saiyan matchup. And... (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I can see how it would be hard to get out of bed to play the Bengals the next week after the right. the one the best and the second best team in the AFC probably went at it and duked it out. So, real quick, we have a bombshell of a report. This is not a call in, but it is quite the bombshell from a listener. It's not a call. It's not a tweet. It's not an Instagram DM. Not a comment. It's a text, like Schefter. It's a text. Because if you heard that little part of the phone call with Uncle Chris talking about how my sister and my dad went to the game at Providence Marquette on Sunday, like I said, we were up skiing, and my sister goes to the game and said, apparently Uncle Chris said that it was too stressful. That was the report. (laughs) I now have screenshotted texts and a long comment from my sister. Uncle Chris, apparently on Sunday at 525, I wish I had like, you know, uh, Sherlock Holmes music. Sunday at 525, Uncle Chris, I think Aaron should now seriously consider PC just saying. My sister replies, told my dad two things I took away from this game. One, not going to MU. Two, not going to PC. (laughs) My dad texts back, the stress levels were too high in the dunk today. 
picked up a chai latte for the ride home, which my sister loves. Okay. That's a, one, I'm not going to MU. My Two, mom. Not going to PC. <laughs> my, my mom replies, all my kids want out of New England and then with the airplane icon. <laughs> That's not true, mom. And then. Is Maryland not in New England? No. <laughs> what? It's up, it's up in that neck no. of the woods. How, how far does New England go? Like, like, what states are in New England? Is New York in New England? No. New York is where the cutoff is. What? You didn't know this? Dude. New- okay, so I'm New pulling England. Up, I'm pulling up a map New right New England now. is Massachusetts, Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, Connecticut, and Rhode Island. So you're saying New York's the cutoff? New York is not. And I even consider Connecticut is considered New England. So what about like Pennsylvania? That's not part of New England? No. <laughs> See, <laughs> Once I, you get down there, it's like the mid-Atlantic. Okay. That's what it's called. Yeah, I'd call anything from Pens- Maryland, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, and then up New England. <laughs> Maryland is halfway down the ocean. <laughs> yeah, but it's New England's big. <laughs> it's not them. That's why. <laughs> okay, so the New England Patriots have fans in Maryland? Do they? You no. Okay. Well, they, they, they're they're there's fans, fans. every. Yeah. There's transplant fans everywhere. But why would they call the team the New England Patriots if their team stretches out from in all of all of New England? Exactly. Oh my god. All right, let's move on. Before but I mean, Maryland's not like 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 saying like oh like all my kids like left like Maryland's right next to New England. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it is. It's right no, on the. It's, it's right on the eastern seaboard, right eastern there. Eastern seaboard. Okay, so Florida is close no, to New England dude, too. Dude, dude, dude. Maryland is right here. It's, Massachusetts is right here. That's such a quick drive. Like I said, it's it's a six-hour drive. Oh, that's not for bad. our for us to get to Loyola. That's not bad. That's not bad. Oh yeah, for the war, road trip warrior Brian Gelger. I can't believe this. Oh, if Zach was here, we would just be ripping you right New now. New England. Oh, New England. Okay, so yeah, New York's the cutoff. That was a pretty big geography whiff for me. Usually, I'm pretty good <laughs> with my geography. We're all a victim of it. So yes, New York is the cutoff, and Connecticut. I always say Connecticut, from a sports standpoint, is kind of fake New England. It's not they're, fake. They're it's New half York. and half. Yeah, they're New the York. western side of Connecticut. Besides Uncle Paul's family, shout out to you, is all New York fans. And then east of Hartford is all New England fans and Boston fans. So shout out to <laughs> shout out to uh, New England. <laughs> so last text from my sister, Aaron, says, Dad is pushing the U, which is true. So my sister. Miami? Yes. Oh, that'd be, that'd be so cool. Oh, yeah. My dad is so pushing cool. the warm schools, believe me. So 11.20 a.m. this morning, Central Time, 12.20 Eastern. Let's get one thing straight here. Dad and Chris threw me under the bus with that one. This is my sister. (laughs) PC fans were hostile and not very welcoming. That's all I have to say, and you can quote me on this one. (laughs) She is coming out in flames. Guns blazing. Guns blazing. Not going to MU, not going to PC, and not dealing with Uncle Chris's BS. What grade is she in? sophomore in high school oh so she's got time she had time to figure it out oh yes but the pressure has been on to go to the u for about three years now four years now. why the so u that's just the uh warm weather example that my dad always gives so there you go 414-288-7091 
<laughs> I can't believe we went on that big a tangent. Dude. So Joe Burrow. <laughs> yeah, Joe Joe Burrow, Joey B, Joe Cool. <laughs> Cincinnati's not very warm either. No. Skyline chilly. All right. Let's get the train back on the tracks here. Do we have audio up yet? Is audio functional? Well, the most important audio we were going to play from the whole day was of our favorite games and grub athlete, Anthony Edwards. And we do have that audio. Let's, let's play it. Let's, All right. let's see what he had to say. You want to you wanna start this off? So this was after Wednesday's game? Or well, so, so first of all, we'll, we'll, bring this, we'll bring this back up again. Old games and grub bet from the very beginning of the NBA season. <laughs> I made the statement, the Timberwolves will win more games this year than the Boston Celtics. The Timberwolves will win more games this year than the Boston Celtics. Currently, as it sits, the Boston Celtics of the NBA's Eastern Conference are at 28-25, and 25, and they are in the ninth seed. My Minnesota Timberwolves of the NBA's Western Conference are 27-25, and 25, <sighs> half a game behind, and we are the seventh seed in the West. It's, the seventh it, seed? Dude, we're as clo- it's as close as it gets. I, this bet was the perfect year to make it. If you would have told me that's a top seven Western Conference team, the the top four I think are, have a pretty big gap, and then five and down. So the top four is Golden State, Phoenix, Phoenix, uh, Memphis, Memphis, which is having, they're having a great year. John Moran, Dallas, maybe, maybe. Okay, the Mavericks. So we'll look this up here for a second. Definitely the uh, Warriors have had a great rebound year. Under Steve Kerr, dude, and Clay's back. Like when we played the Warriors, that's when I realized Clay's back. Clay Thompson after oh. two years of injury, dude, he was shooting lights out against the Timberwolves. He like he made Sports Center for all of his dances he does after his like three point shots, and it was just like, gosh. Yeah, so let's do an NBA minute real quick. Now that we have the Western Conference standings in front of us, Suns one, Warriors two, Grizzlies three, Jazz four. Mavericks 5, Nuggets 6, 7 is the Timberwolves, as Brian mentioned, whoop, whoop. 8 Clippers, 9 Lakers. Dude, the Lakers the are not making the playoffs. <laughs> They're not making the playoffs. Trailblazers 10. So that's the play-in goes down to 10, right? Yeah. So there's your top 10. In the East, Bulls 1, another story of the NBA, Heat 2, Cavaliers 3, unbelievable, Bucks 4, 76ers 5, Nets 6, Raptors 7, Celtics 8, Hornets 9. Oh, the Celtics are 29 and 25. I took my notes yesterday. They played a game last night. They did beat the Pistons last yeah, night. Yeah, so 29 and 25. Yes. So you guys have two two wins on us right Hornets now. Hornets 9, Hawks 10. That's that's tough. That's tough. Okay, so we got we have what? A couple months to go. It's February 5th. Yeah, you know, right now they're in the they're in a kind of a push to get as many wins as you can before the all-star break get a couple days off and then it's really after i think post all-star break nba we haven't had the all-star break yet i think that's when things really get interesting because there's teams like portland with like damian lillard and then after the all-star break they literally just turn it into another gear and they go up five spots in the rankings every single year so i think that'll probably be super interesting to see if like the Celtics or the Timberwolves are going to be one of those teams that can make like a really strong push. And what, what if they good, finish with the same record? I mean, how how wild what would if? that be? We didn't we didn't put any stakes on it. That's the problem. I guess we could because it's not even an All Star break yet. We can still do it because yeah. it's still pretty close. So let's brainstorm that. Yeah, it's a good example of a team like Portland that always seems to get up in the later excuse me latter half of the year. We have a bombshell, another bombshell, Uncle Chris. When you wear opponents' colors 
at a home game, you should expect hostility. <laughs> I feel like I'm delivering this news on the air like I'm That's Barbara so Walters. Yeah. Okay, so back to the Timberwolves. Anthony Edwards. Walking soundbite. Walking, walking soundbite. Sound bite. And plus, he writes games and grubs for us. He combines sports with food. So let's hear his thoughts. Let's Ooh. hear him ordering his post-game meal. Matthews. Hold on, y'all. Don't ask no questions. Yeah, I'm trying to put an order in. <laughs> McDonald's. Yeah, What's what's on the menu tonight? Chris, he said no questions. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Tell me lock in, man. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I got one more thing. McChickens. McChickens. Oh, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Customized, no ice. <laughs> I like Minnesota, y'all. Sh- I love Minnesota, man. Hope y'all love me back. We love you too. <laughs> Brian loves you too. <laughs> okay, that is one of the best things we've ever. So he he sits he sits down in the media room. He's like, yeah, y'all hold up on the questions, um, and uh, that that's one thing I really love. I think and I think it happens all throughout the NBA is the relationships between the reporters, like the beat writers and the athletes. <laughs> Because, I mean, he's yeah. going down to the sit with the same room of guys every single home game. Um, and, and to hear them be able to kind of joke back and forth like that. And, <laughs> and he's like, hey, hey, yeah, I, need you guys to, I need you guys to lock up. Lock up here. Like, no, no questions being asked. No questions. But the Mick Chickens post game. Yeah, let's analyze this order here. So, he, he, so first of all, he said he needed to get one more thing. So that means he already has something on the order. All right. I, oh, don't, really? I don't know what he had on the order. But he added to his previous order, McChickens, not not singular McChicken, McChickens. Oh, yeah. Plural. So two McChickens. And then he says, customize, no ice. All right, let's play it one more time so you can follow along. Here's Anthony Edwards ordering McDonald's after the game. Hold on, y'all. Don't ask no questions. Yeah, I'm trying to put an order in. <laughs> order from? McDonald's. Yes, sir. What's, what's on the menu tonight? He said no questions. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Tell him to lock in, man. Uh, real quick, I love the PR guy jumping in. Going, yeah. hey, he, Chris, said, he, he said, said no, no questions. questions. <laughs> he said no questions. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I got one more thing. McChickens. Chickens. Oh, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Plural. Customized, no ice. <laughs> I like Minnesota, y'all. Sh- I love Minnesota, man. Hope y'all love me back. That's a, kind of a random part of it at the end, the Minnesota thing, but that's good for you as a Timberwolves fan, right? Oh, yeah. Dude. I love Minnesota, we, man. We love Anthony Edwards. Okay. He's, so he so the order. He got, he got a soda, and he customized it for no ice. Respect. They, oh, they, better, I, they better fill that cup up all the way. I completely disagree. It comes out of the machine cold. You don't need to put ice in a soda. That's a fact. Oh, you got, But no ice. No ice. Oh, man. It's hard for me to get down with that. Customizing with no ice to me, that's a weak move. The McChickens, the McChickens, let's talk about the McChickens because you can hear him say McChicken with an S. That's plural. The McChicken is different than McDonald's new chicken sandwich that they have been introducing as of the last six months or whatever. So the McChicken is definitely a smaller sandwich. It used to come off the dollar menu, I believe. So is that you're researching right? Yeah, now. no, no, no. I'm I'm searching up something else. But McDo- yes, McDonald's, yes. the McChicken, excuse me, the, usually comes off the dollar menu. Really small. You can wrap it up and almost stick it in your pocket. 
So multiple McChickens, definitely the move. Oh, absolutely. Now, a lot of people might say, oh, you just finished a game and you're going to eat McDonald's. Mm. Why, don't you, why don't you treat your body right? Huh? I mean, they, they have a private chef up in up up there in Minneapolis. They got a, they got a, they got a chef cooking up for them boys. Now here's my rebuttal: the goat, Michael Jordan. So so right now, Char- <laughs> Charles Oakley, former Michael Jordan teammate, longtime New York Nick. Yep. He's writing a book, and he uh, he's been on a media tour. He was on the uh, Rich Eisen show. He's on all the smoke. He's been all around. Okay. Um, quote from Charles Oakley. Michael Jordan ate McDonald's for breakfast every day. Every day. He said this? Every day. Really? Every day. I'm he, surprised that wasn't part of the last dance. He ate McDonald's every morning for breakfast. Do you McDo- think, Oakley, he, do you think said, Oakley's fibbing? McDonald's and steak. Now, I think this was probably his like like when he was in uh, Chicago as well. So yeah. this was probably early in Jordan's career. Yeah. Because um, they, they traded Oakley for a piece. I think they traded him for... Bill Cartwright. Bill Cartwright. Yeah, big center. Yeah. Um, but... Dude, I think I think Anthony Edwards is Michael Jordan reincarnated. I really do. <laughs> I, and that's not just me as a Timberwolves fan. That, that's just looking uh. at the facts that we can see. <laughs> yeah, I don't ask no questions. Yeah, I'm trying to put an order in. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So reincarnated Michael Jordan. There you go. And that is that. All right, we've we're flying through this here. At 414-288-7091. Again, 414-288-7091. We've talked Tom Brady. We've talked Anthony Edwards just now. We talked Marquette basketball at length. And we've got a special edition of Trivia to Go, which are going to fly by the seat of our pants here in terms of this idea. We had a... And we had an idea. The last time Marquette basketball swept Villanova in a season series was 2011-12. So, we're going to give you current events trivia from 2011-12. Where were you at in your life 10 years ago? So, we'll do that coming up at the Well, end in of the 2012 show. I thought the world was going to end, so I was probably oh, not I, yeah. I was probably not doing my homework. <laughs> I was super paranoid, way too paranoid about that. So, thank God we're still here 2022. And watching Marquette basketball sweep Villanova's butts again. That's that. And we also had the Marquette basketball hype video as we kind of transition again back to the future of the team. When before we talk about the future, I have to start about the past. Shaka Smart, when he was walking around Pfizer Forum with his wife Maya and athletic director Bill Scholl to be introduced in Pfizer. They walked around the court with the court, uh, with the Marquette court and the Jumbotron and everything. And Bill Scholl, he's mic'd up. And he he says, and this was in, what, March of 2021. He tells Shaka and Maya, quote, it gets pretty loud in here, especially when we're beating Villanova. And Shaka says, yep. And they transition to this past Wednesday when they sweep the series and do it at Pfizer. First time they have they have beaten Villanova. Let's think about this. Definitely when we were at home for winter break, that was not last season. Was that last season? They they did not beat him at Pfizer last season. Our sophomore season, two years ago, also happened. So 
Marquette has not been a stranger to Villanova. And let me tell you something, Shark is smart, is not afraid of Jay Wright. So that's where we're that's where we go for the end of trivia to go. But just in general, in terms of the future of the team, let's look at the rest of the schedule for your Marquette Golden Eagles. So as we mentioned, have an off weekend this weekend. Not playing again until Tuesday at number 17, Connecticut. That's February 8th. So in Hartford at Connecticut, that's one of two, three, four, five, six, seven games remaining. Then they go to Butler Saturday, February 12th at Butler. Come back home to play Georgetown at Creighton. Home for Butler again, National Marquette Day for all you fans. At DePaul, home for St. John's. Dude, I'm I'm looking at this and I, that doesn't I, I like that, it. This Connecticut game might be the hardest game they play for the rest of the year. And and, and I think we knew that going into this little three game stretch uh, at Providence, home against Villanova, at Connecticut, we knew that was going to be a hard stretch of games. Um, that obviously it's three ranked teams. <laughs> But I think if we can get through UConn, uh, even if we come out with a even if we come out with a close L, uh, I don't see why we can't win the last six games of the year. I mean, Ooh. do we only play St. John's once? Yeah, that game, that the at St. John's game should be rescheduled at some point. That's a good point. So we have so we have St. John's twice. We have Butler twice. Uh, Creighton and DePaul one. I mean, dude, George, dude. Easy money. This is a cakewalk. <laughs> so Marquette currently sits at it's now fifteen. Let's look at the record again. Uh, third in the Big East. You're not giving me the record right now, but they are sixteen and seven, eight and four in the Big East. Ten. That's your tenth win at home last Wednesday against Villanova. So. Ten and three at home, it's tough. Uh, two and one in neutral, four and three on the road. Again, eight and four in the Big East after starting out. Excuse me, zero oh and three. So, an unbelievable stretch for your Golden Eagles. And like you said, here's the rest of the schedule: UConn, Butler, Georgetown, Creighton, Butler again, DePaul, and then St. John's at at home on March fifth. And there'll most likely be another St. John's reschedule. So, so I want you to guess what seed do you think Marquette would win right now in the NCAA tournament? What do you think we're pre- on ESPN's oh, bracketology? What seed do you see Marquette getting? <laughs> what is it right now? You're guessing? Yeah, I, I'm looking at the at the bracket. This first is, of all, first of all, bracketology. For I know Joe Lunardi needs to pay the bills, but it is way too early to start doing these brackets, dude. Dude, it is not way too early to start yes, doing these brackets. Is. Stop it. Dude. Stop it. There is five, six games left for everyone in the Big East season. You have the tournament, which <laughs> will we flip a, things a on month, its head twice a month over. Of basketball and then conference tournaments. Seems exactly. like a good time to start making brackets. <laughs> I don't I'm you can start making them, Joe, but I, I I'm not I will not be paying close attention to the brackets, at least not till not till a conference tournament. So I'm guessing right now that Marquette is a five seed. Four. Four. Villanova's a five seed. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Back to the... Uh, so did you know that there there's first-round games in Milwaukee? Yes. Are they at Pfizer? Already sold out. What do you mean they're already sold out? 
Yeah, the they they gave students the opportunity to uh, buy them here, like early on. Yeah, early on in this uh, school year, or maybe it was even during the. Yeah, it's pretty early on in the school year. Put the tickets on sale, but I think Dude, we talked about they're way you, too expensive. You can't tell me these tickets are all sold out. Secondary market, you can buy them now. Oh gosh, they're sold out like from the actual ticket office. You can obviously, go secondary market, but uh, Marquette wouldn't be able to play there anyway because that'd be a home game for for Marquette fans. But yes, the NCAA tournament will be held at Pfizer. One weekend will be in Milwaukee for rounds one and two. Very exciting. You're definitely scrolling through Ticketmaster right now. Yeah, I'm looking. Up. I'm looking for tickets. I'm scouring. It, so it, the original it looks, it looks it, sold out. The original face value. I think I think Zach looked it up for us, our uh, ticket correspondent, and he was definitely interested. Said they were way too expensive. So gosh, there's that. Do you uh, think they're gonna have the three dollar pregame hams at that game? No shot. <laughs> No shot. Did you guys partake in that? On uh, we did, it? dude. We we go up. So if anybody knows Zach, our third our <laughs> yes, our Zach. third co-producer here, that's, that's third co-host. He uh he loves getting his three dollar pregame hams. At hams Marquette, is a beer for people at, yeah at Marquette basketball games. It's like a nice like Midwestern. It's not nice. It's a <laughs> it's like bottom of the barrel Midwestern beer is what it is. It's 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 pretty gross. Um, but Zach will go up and they have him three dollars pregame before tip off at Marquette games. Um, and they've had this deal for quite some time now. But at the beginning of the year, like in our preseason games, they didn't have the pregame hams deal no so what you'd see was is you'd see zach before the game running around pfizer forum asking every single vendor do you guys have them do you guys have them and they're all like no and anyways they started the deal again about a couple games ago and now i go up to you know get a pre the three dollar pregame hams with zach and the guy <laughs> the guy is like oh not this guy again and I'm like, no. And I'm like, you know him, dude. The both the both of the vendors that do the three dollar pregame, they both know Zach. <laughs> they both know Zach, like first name basis. They're like, oh, I, I don't need to check this guy's ID. And oh I'm like, you gotta check goodness. mine. He's like, I've never seen you here before. And I'm like, that's because I'm not a degenerate. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, no. I bet they'll have them at the. At the at the, at the NCAA's, games? yeah, oh, yeah why not? Well, the three dollars pregame hams. If you're keeping score at home, back freshman sophomore year used to be an underrated like statistic part of the part of the operation that Pfizer Forum. No, now they have a graphic for the jumbotron. Yeah, that never used to happen. Yeah, it was it used under to be the like radar. A, it was a relatively unknown thing. That was very under the radar, and Zach was. Probably the only guy in the entire arena who would take advantage of the deal, which is why the vendors know him on a first name basis. That is great. So keep track for that. Pregame hams, three dollars at Pfizer. It was a late night special because the game at Villanova, excuse me, uh, against Villanova was a 9 p.m. Central tip, 10 p.m. Eastern, and that was the late night special, three dollar pregame hams. But I'm interested to see if they keep it going for. There are now three home games left. Count them. Three. So at George, Ho, bleh, Georgetown, February 16th, Butler the 26th, that's National Marquette Day, and then March 5th, St. John's, which is scheduled to be Senior Day. That's uh, 414-288-7091. Again, 414-288-7091. And on Twitter and Instagram, at Grub. M-U-R. Okay. 
I think it's time for trivia to go. We would play our sounder right here. Let's do it. So the year 2012, as we mentioned, was the last time that Marquette swept Villanova in a season series. So take your mind back. 2012. The world was, people thought the world was ending. Dude, COVID wasn't a thing, though. So was the world ending? (laughs) Okay. Before we fall off the cliff anymore. Here, let's come up with five right on the spot based on 2012 knowledge that I have in front of me at this desk. Brian, are you ready? Oh, I'm, I was born ready. In this radio restaurant, when it's time to go, we don't ask for the check. We ask the tougher questions. It's time for trivia to go. Okay. 2012, presidential election. Barack Obama was re-elected president. Who did he beat? Mitt Romney. That is correct. One easy. for one. Come on, come on. That's one a, for one. That's a grounder. That's easy. <laughs> that's a grounder. Okay. Which, okay. What was closest guess? Retail price, gallon of gas. 2012? 2012. Well, I mean, is it like the average price? Is it the median price? I mean, like, like what? Are, is it the price that it spent the most days at? I mean, we got It says retail price for a gallon of gas. 2012, I feel like... Wasn't gas expensive back then? Wasn't it like... Maybe like three dollars... Three and a quarter? Three and a quarter. I'm not giving you the point, because it's at, it's much higher. It's 391. Woo! Almost four. Dude, what? I wouldn't be driving anywhere if gas was 391. I, I, I did say I thought it was expensive <laughs> back then, though. I did say I thought it was expensive. Hey. This is a good one. Number three. Which chain, which hamburger chain jumped to number two in the popularity rankings behind McDonald's? McDonald's still number one, but there was a shot there was a shift at number two. Who took over number two? Not Burger King. I feel like they were probably the previous number two. Yeah, let's let's go Burger King. You were it's incorrect. You were getting somewhere. Oh, so it's not Burger King. Let me guess now. Okay. It's, uh, it is a burger chain though. Someone overtook Burger King for number two. Shake Shack. No. Um. I don't know who is it. Wendy's overtook Burger Wendy's? King. Wendy's. What? You're surprised at Wendy's, dude. No. Anthony Edwards not ordering from Wendy's. Not ordering. ordering from Burger King. He's ordered from McDonald's. McDonald's yes. is number one. McDonald's still number one. So Wendy's overtook Burger King for the number two burger chain in the country in 2012. Okay. We're at number three. Okay, so we got two left here. The year 2012. Number four. Which social media outlet announced that it had 1 billion active users. Facebook. That is correct. Bingo. Bing, bing, bing. Okay. You are, I believe, two for four. You had the, you had Facebook and then Mitt Romney. Uh, gas, gas, I didn't give you the point. And then, uh, oh, sports. Okay. Which one, which other one did I ask you? I asked you about uh, the burgers. So that was 
Also not right. So two for four. Here we go. Hit me with something. Last one. It's five. We can we can even do this for. We could even extend this to three questions. Pro sports, 2012. Who won the Super Bowl? In 2012? Yes. Aaron Rodgers. No. Um, the Packers. <laughs> right? Well, didn't they win in 2012? Or was Locking it? Locking it in? Yeah, let's go with the Packers. Incorrect. It was the Giants. The Giants. Beat the Patriots. Oh, they beat the Patriots. What year did the Packers win the Super Bowl? Twenty. I think it was the year before, 2011. Well, is, it, is this the, the the 2011 season, 2012 2011, Super 12, Bowl? Yeah. Okay. okay see, this is 2011-12. 2010-11, Green Bay won. Okay, okay. I don't think I would have gotten that right. Okay. <laughs> so the Giants were the Super Bowl champions. Who won the NBA championship in 2012? The NBA championship in 2012. I think I know this without even looking. Wasn't that like the the Spurs? Didn't this lock it in? Uh, didn't the Spurs win in 2012? Yeah, I'll go for it. No, that was the Heat beating the Thunder. Oh, okay. I was thinking that was LeBron's first year in Miami. Did you hear LeBron James? Like now, this is this is also another thing that like we've heard before, similar to like all the Tom Brady tweets. But like LeBron is, I think he's done chasing rings now. And I think he's going to leave L.A. And he's going to go to a team that's going to go get Bronny. Bronny Jr. Really? Yeah. I think that, so, that once he does that, he'll retire. But I don't think... And like, especially on the Lakers. The, like, the Lakers have no shot of winning at all this year. Do they? Nothing. I don't think so. No. You got have to Russell be, Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony with LeBron James. Like You'd like, have to reject facts. Like if this was 2012, they might be a good team. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this is 2012. Exactly. It might be a really good team. So yeah, exactly. Dwight Howard on the bench, Carmelo. So your theory is that he will. So Bronny will get drafted somewhere. Yes. And LeBron will try yep. to inch his way into mm-hmm. that team. Yeah, hundred percent. And he's gonna ruin that team and ruin Bronny's career. <laughs> you know who we have to call for uh, for that LeBron take. You know who we have to call Jackson. The former Games and Grub co-host. The Jeff. former Games and Grub defender of LeBron's legacy. Biggest LeBron guy we know. Shout out to you, Jackson. And shout out to you, the listeners, because that is all she wrote. Any final thoughts, Brian? We made it this far. Um, Let's have a fun time watching Super Bowl Media Week this week. Yes, Super best, Bowl Week. Best sports media week of the year. Uh, have a great, safe rest of your weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next Saturday. Getting ready for the Super Bowl. We will see you then. This has been... This has been Games and Grub. This has been Games and Grub.